Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Thank you, Terry. That's a wonderful song. Love that song. Thank you so very, very much. Well, take out your Bibles. We're going to be talking about that very thing over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We started this chapter last week. We're going to finish it this week, and we're going to be looking at the body of Christ. Everybody have your puzzle piece? You don't need it right now. Just hold on to it. It'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, but anybody here like working puzzles? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't have enough patience to work puzzles. You know, if it takes more than five minutes, I'm out of there. You know, Dawn likes it. Alyssa, my daughter, likes it. We bought them those big boards that you can store it in and all that kind of stuff and move it around. So they, you know, they do all of that. Uh, but I was reading the other day about puzzles that were really hard uh, to complete, some of the most impossible puzzles in the world. Uh, here's one of them right here. Uh, so that would be hard. Uh, here's another one, and then I thought, okay, really, I could do a blue one. You know, you're not coming up with anything great here. So here's another one I found, one of the most impossible puzzles to do. This is a Disney puzzle, and I looked at that and said, okay, I can see how that could be a little bit difficult uh, to put together. Well, this morning, we're going to look at the most difficult puzzle in the world to put together, one of the most varied and unique in the entire world, And yet, it's a puzzle when put together is a very powerful thing, and that is God's family, the church. And we're going to find that over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 down to verse 12. And the first thing we see is this. Though we are different people, we all make up the family of God. Though we are different people, we all make up the family of God. So in 1 Corinthians 12... Paul is writing about spiritual gifts. Now, 1 Corinthians is a little bit different writing in that Paul is literally addressing different concerns that the church has. Some chapters actually start with, now the next thing you ask me about. So one of the things the church in Corinth wanted to know about was spiritual gifts. So Paul takes this entire section and talks about spiritual gifts. And when we get down to verse 12, he says this, Just as a body, though one has many parts, But all of its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And so he's just basically making the point that that the church is one body, we're all one, and yet we're different people, and we all make up different parts of that body of Christ. He then goes on in verse 13, and he says, For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we are all given the one and the same spirit to drink. And so Paul says, okay, the church is one body, though we're all different people. And then he talks about two of the big differences that you found in the church of his day. And the first was in verse 13, he says, some of us are Jews and some of us are Gentiles. Now in Paul's day and age, that was a pretty strict delineation between the two. Of course, the Jews were the believers in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Gentiles were not believers in that. Uh, And so when they came together, it was like oil and water. As a matter of fact, a good Jew wasn't supposed to even go into the house of a Gentile. That's how separate they were supposed to be. And yet, 
Paul says, in the body of Christ, through Jesus, the church is made up of both Jews and Gentiles. Then he uses a second point to show how diverse the church is and how varied it is. And he says, not just Jew and Gentile, but slave and free. He said, so there are people in the church who are free people, uh, that, that they are independent. They can do what they want. No one controls them. They are free. And then there are people who are literally slaves. Someone else owns them. They are told what to do. Uh, they, they can't do a will of their own. And yet, in the body of Christ, in the church, the church is made up of both free people and slaves, and we're all one in Christ Jesus. And so he's using the most extreme things he can to say, look how diverse we are, how different we are, and yet we all come together as one body. And so I was thinking today, well, what are some of the things that can divide the church today? We don't have a Jew-Gentile, slave-free type of, of, of world today. So what are the things that divide us today? And we've talked about them before. Uh, our church is different in so many ways. Believe it or not, in this room right now, there are Republicans, and there are Democrats, and some of them are sitting right next to each other, and they don't even know it right there. So that's a pretty big difference, especially as we go through the next few months. Uh, that'll be a pretty big difference. You know, you look around, there's some people that are male, some are female. Some are older, some are younger. Uh, some of us are black, some of us are white, some are yellow, some are brown, some are red. Some of you look a little green around the edges. Uh, some of you are polka dotted. Uh, but we all come together into the same room. Uh, we come in here, some of us are rich, some of us are poor. Some of us are from the east end, some of us from the west end, some of us are from the south end, some of us are from Indiana. No, seriously, seriously. And some of us, well, we just happen to live in Odom County. You know, and, and so, you know, there's all of these differences that are out there in there. And then perhaps the most stark difference at all some of us are Louisville Cardinal fans, and some of us are Kentucky Wildcat fans. And so we have every difference in the world when we're brought into this room, and yet we're supposed to be one family in God. So how does God take this unusual group of people that would never come together under any other circumstance hardly and make us one family? Well, he tells us in verse 13, and he tells us in two ways. Look down to verse 13 again. For we were all baptized by one spirit, and it formed one body. So he says that one way it happened is that we were all baptized into one spirit. Now, what's that mean? It means that when you were saved, the Spirit of God came and indwelled you. The Spirit of God is, is indwelling every, every Christian. And so your salvation, you were born again. God's Spirit came inside of you. So when God's Spirit came inside of you, you literally took on the, 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 the Spirit of God himself. And it's the same Spirit that inhabits every other believer in this room. And that made us one body. So you may be a Republican, you may be a Democrat, but we share the one Spirit of God that brings us together. He then goes on and says, we also have the one Spirit and the one cup to drink. So what he means by that is not only have we got a common Spirit, we were saved in the same way. He's talking about the Lord's Supper here where we share the, the body and blood of Christ there in verse 13, that, that when we drink that, that cup. And so what he's saying is, look, we're saved the same way. 
Nobody in this room is saved by being smart or being good or doing all the right things or knowing all the right things. We're saved because Jesus died and forgave us when we didn't deserve it. And if that's how we're all saved and we all share one spirit, those two things bind us together stronger than anything in the world can tear apart. So you cheer for a different ball team than I do. That's not as strong as having the same spirit of God inside of us and being saved in the same way when we didn't deserve it. And so it's supposed to combine, hold the church together, and make the church one. I was on the internet uh, this week and I was reading a story out of Norway Uh, During a blizzard that they had a couple of months ago in Norway, a guy was going out to get some firewood to bring it back into the house, and there was a a newborn otter uh, that apparently had been lost from its family during the storm, and it was literally frozen to the ground. So the guy basically scrapes the otter off the ground, takes it inside by the fire, starts, you know, uh, getting it back to to life. He happened to have three puppy dogs there, three pugs. And so they've grown up together the last three months. Here's a picture of the otter with the three pugs there. The otter is the second one, if you don't know much about animals. Uh, That's right there. And uh, so they become one family there. If you go online, you can actually find some cute videos where the otter goes and gets in the water and swims around while the three dogs stand on the shore watching it. And then when the otter gets out, they all take off across the field together uh, again. So it's kind of like... You know, one of them's on the swim team, the rest of them's not, or something like that. Uh, but, but you have one family that's come together from a very diverse group, otters and pug dogs, that have come together. Well, that's the church, a diverse group of people with all these different things that are different, and yet we've come together as one body, as one family. And that brings us to the next thing that we see. Our differences should complement and enhance one another not pull us apart. Our differences should complement and enhance, not pull us apart. Now, what usually happens with differences? What usually happens with differences is that they pull us apart. They, there are reasons that, that we uh, find to argue with one another or, or have disagreements or not like somebody or have a preconceived prejudice before you ever meet them uh, because of something that, that, uh, that, that we somehow perceive as a difference. Have you ever known a church that differences in the church calls that church to fight? Seriously? Have you ever known a church that split because people just couldn't agree on stuff? And so differences can sometimes separate us, sometimes pull us apart. That could happen in any church at any moment if we let the differences and not what we have in common with Jesus hold us together. I guarantee you, if I said right now, and don't raise your hand, I guarantee you if I said right now, if you're a Donald Trump supporter, raise your hand, and if you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, raise your hand, and now we're going to put you two together and have you talk about politics. I bet we could get an argument going in this church. Who thinks? No, I really think we could, I promise. Let's go beyond that to the real extreme. What if I said, I want Kentucky fans and Louisville fans to sit there and talk about basketball. Who thinks I could get an argument going? Yeah, so it's easy for our differences to pull us apart, but there has to be something that holds us together. And again, we're told that's our common salvation and the common spirit that we have. Our differences complement, not pull us apart. Look at verse 14. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but it's made up of many different parts. So we're a lot of different people, but we form one body. Now, 
I'm going to, to show you an illustration. I had to pay money for this. Actually, you paid money for this illustration uh, that, that you're about to see. And uh, when, when I got it in the mail Friday, nobody could quite understand what I was doing here at church. But it's Mr. Potato Head, who is missing an arm. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> My finger was over his arm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So I came in Friday and I asked Robin, did we get anything from Amazon? $4.99. And, uh, and Robin said, no, you didn't get anything from Amazon. I said, it said it was delivered. And she said, you didn't get anything from Amazon. And I said, we didn't get an Amazon package. And she said, well, either Emily or Jeannie got a Mr. Potato Head. And I said, no, that's my Mr. Potato Head. Where is that? Okay, and so this is our, our sermon illustration. That, this is why I have a doctoral degree, people. Okay, <laughs> this is what's going on. All right, look down at verse 15. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be, and if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Mr. Potato Head perfectly illustrates what I'm talking about here. There is one body of Mr. Potato Head, but Mr. Potato Head is made up of a lot of different parts. He has arms, ears, eyes, nose, mustache, although the nose and mustache are actually together, if you kind of look at it. He has, has his mouth, he has all of this. So you've got all these different parts but it make up one body. Now, this is what Paul said. He said, what if the ear said, well, the eyes are more important than me, so I don't have any function. I'm useless. You don't need my part. I wish I was an eye. I'm not an eye, so the body doesn't need me. Would the body still need the ear? Yes. What if the ear was jealous of the eyes and said, no, I want to be the eyes? And so the ear became the eyes. Would that work very well? No. You see, God, we're told, put each part the way he has shaped us uniquely, and he's put us together in the church so that we form a one body. Now, Paul says this directly in the passage we just read. If you don't have the ear, you don't have hearing. If you don't have the eye, you don't have seeing. So they complement one another, and they enhance one another. You can't say, I don't need you. We all need one another. If you don't have the eyes... The entire body is less. And so if there are people who say, I'm not going to use my gifts. I'm not going to be involved. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'll come to church on Sunday morning. That's all I want to do. Then you're having a major part of the body that is missing because of that. It's only when we all use the particular gifts God has given us that the body becomes strong. So think of it this way. We have on a Sunday morning, we'll have 800 or so people here. Uh, on Sunday morning. We have over 100 people that are involved in service in some kind of volunteer ministry every Sunday morning. This morning, if you are here and you volunteer today in some way, you taught a class, you're in the music program, uh, whatever, you, uh, you are a greeter. If you've done anything to volunteer today, helped in the cafe, would you just stand up for a second? Now, look around. Every person you see standing up has done something different in the church. Just stay standing for just a second. What would happen if one of them didn't show up or do something? 
What if, or what if everybody wanted to be a preacher? Uh, I, I, I want to preach. I don't want to greet at the door. I want to be the preacher. Well, what if everyone here wanted to be a preacher? Everybody come down and start preaching at one time. Would that work very well? Scott Willen back there is on the lights. What if Scott said, I'm not going to do the lights today? What would happen? <laughs> Who's glad Scott's here? <laughs> there's, a, there's a comic in every crowd as, as you see this. What if Scott uh, Walker decided he wasn't going to run the sound anymore? Yeah, you probably like that better, don't you, without, without it on. Okay, so everybody has different parts. You, you can sit down now. Uh, thank you. Uh, everybody has different parts. Every part is essential, and God put them all together to form a whole, to form one thing. And that's what we're told in our scripture passage. So you look down to verse 21. It says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Uh, And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. If you took the hands off and you still had the eye, is the body any less? Absolutely. We all need one another. We all depend upon one another. And it is only together that we make up the body of Christ. I think I put the hands on the wrong side. But I will correct that later. Mr. Bidet had apparently more complicated than I at first thought that, that he was. So you can get this on Amazon four ninety nine. All right. So now you can go tell everybody about Mr. Potato Head. And that brings us to the last thing that we see in our scripture. Our differences should cause unity. In our diversity. So yes, we're diverse, but that diversity should unify us, not pull us apart. Now, how do our differences unify us instead of pulling us apart? Let me give you the example of me and Dawn. Dawn is good at a lot of things that I'm not good at at all. She's a great singer, musician. I can't sing. I'm not a musician. Well, I do sing, but uh, it's generally in the shower and stuff. But, but uh, you know, she's good at stuff I'm not good at. I'm not good at anything handy. I can't fix anything. I don't understand things. I'm not the typical manly man in those kind of ways. I know you look up here and start to believe, but, you know, it's true. And so when we bought our house that we have now, we got, a, we got an acre of land, so we got a riding mower. And I said, hey, I'm going to start mowing the grass like a man does, you know. And so I get out there, and it's boring mowing grass for an hour, you know. And so I put that baby up as fast as it can go, and I'm Wah, 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 you know, and it's all uneven, and I'm going in circles, as, you know, as much as I can to get all the grass. Why won't I get it all, you know? And I'm going through there, and so I'm flying down through there. We'd had some trees removed, and I'm going as fast as I can, and I hit one of the tree stumps, and it rips the mower deck all the way off of the mower. And so Chuck Osclaw from our church comes out and welds the mower deck back. About two weeks later, I hit that tree stump again and tear the mower deck back out. Chuck comes and welds the mower deck back on. So then that season's over. The next year we come back, and I tell Dawn, you know, I'm backing it down a little on the speed. You know, I'm still a manly man. Don't worry about this. So I get out there, and I get bored. And I think, man, I need to up that speed a little bit. So I take off, and I'm going good. There were two trees that I could go right through the year before. Over the winter, they grew. 
and I go flying through those two trees, and it rips the mower deck off of the mower. And Chuck will not come out and, and weld it a third time. So we have to get a new lawn mower. And Dawn buys one of these zero-turn mowers, and they bring it out. And I said, ooh, that thing looks nice. And Dawn says, you're not getting near that lawnmower, you were never allowed to mow grass again. And so I have never, one time I tried to ride, have you ever, you know, you got to do all that at the same time, it's, it's beyond me, you know. So I do the laundry and, and, and clean the house, you know, and I'm pretty good at that. But she has a gift set that's entirely different than mine. I, we're lucky we do for this reason. It enhances me. She does things I can't do. If something breaks, she can fix it, and I have no idea. I'm the one that she says, you know, uh, I need a, a Phillips head screwdriver. It's the one that's not flat. And, and then I go, is this it? And she goes, no, Chip, the one that's not flat. And I said, oh, okay, you know, well, let me try again. You know, there's another one in there. I'll look at it, you know. And, and so, but they complement each other, and together we're made stronger. That's how the church is supposed to be. Look at verse 25. It says, so that there be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for one another. So the purpose of our diversity is to bind us together instead of dividing us. Yes, we've got all these differences. It could divide us, but our differences are supposed to be what enhances us and make us better. Yes, we think about things differently. Yes, we see the world in different ways. Yes, we have different gifts. You put all of that mess together. And it becomes something beautiful in God, something that binds us together and doesn't tear us apart. Look down in our scripture passage, verse 26. It says, if one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, every part is honored with us. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So we all have our part of the body of Christ. We all make up the party uh, and if one is hurting, all are hurting. And my last illustration with Mr. Potato Head here, if Mr. Potato Head loses an ear, does that affect the ear? Yes. Does it affect the body? Yes. And that's what we're told the body of Christ is supposed to be. One person hurts, everybody hurts. One person is honored, everybody is honored because we're all in it together. And so we all take care of one another and look out for one another and use our gifts to serve God together. And the whole is made stronger because of that. To, to, talk, to show what I'm talking about, I read a story this week by a lady by the name of Linda Shelley. She'd come home from work late. They didn't have time to get supper together. She lives in Warwick, Rhode Island, so they ordered pizza. The kids were hungry. They couldn't wait for the pizza to get there. And so when the pizza driver came in, her uh, son, Cohen, runs out, grabs the pizza driver, starts hugging him and kissing him. Got a picture of of him with the pizza driver right there as he is so excited that the pizza has got there. Pizza driver is named Ryan Cotterson. After Ryan uh, got through hugging the the boy, he handed uh, Linda the pizza and he started to cry and cry uncontrollably. And she said, what's the matter? And he said, we just buried my daughter today. And he said, I couldn't believe it when your son started hugging me. It made me think of my daughter. 
He said, uh, there's nobody that would take my shift. I had to work it, and this was my last stop before I go home after my daughter's funeral. So they brought him into the house. They had pizza with him. The two families have now become very, very close, all because of a little boy who didn't even know a pizza delivery driver ran out and hugged him. That's what the church is supposed to be like, a group of people with every difference in the world that still come together as one family. You were given, when you came in, a puzzle piece. And uh, what we're going to do with those puzzle pieces is, uh, is when you go out, there's going to be different ministries set up. Uh, we have 44 openings right now for volunteer ministries in the church. And there'll be different ministries set up. Find one that you just think is, is your particular shape or interest. Just drop this in it when, it goes, when you go out. Then what we're going to do over the week is we're going to put that puzzle together And this is what we're going to find. We're going to find some of you didn't take the time to put your puzzle piece in. Some of you have already lost it. Uh, uh, Some of you drank it with your coffee by mistake when you came in. Uh, And some of you didn't get one. Uh, Whatever. And so we're going to have a puzzle probably. It's going to be two-thirds, three-fourths of the way finished. But what that's going to show us when we come together next week is something interesting. That's how the church is. The church is missing a lot of its most valuable pieces. Because people either aren't serving or aren't interested or, or whatever. Uh, we have 800 people here this morning. we got 1,400 members uh, that, that are here in this church. And so to begin to say, hey, when we all work together, the picture starts to become clearer. And we begin to see how all of us fit together uniquely into the body of Christ. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for gifting us. You brought us together in this room with people a lot different than us, but we were all saved the same way. We all have the same spirit, and you made us one family. So help us, Lord, to appreciate that diversity and let it draw us together and not pull us apart. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.